0: In the early hours of April 23, 2019, Evans Nathan-Smith, a 21-year-old football analyst, called the NHS Ambulance Emergency Services from his hospital bed. His request? Oxygen. Evans had been admitted for gallbladder surgery a week prior, and as someone who also suffered from sickle cell, he could feel the onset of a sickle cell crisis emerging, but was refused oxygen by the nurses in charge of his care. When he was seen by a haematologist later that day, he was prescribed oxygen but was already in the early stages of a sickle cell crisis. Evans died two days later, on April 25th, and findings from an inquiry concluded that there was a failure to appreciate the significance of his symptoms and that a delay in treatment for his sickle cell was a cause of his death. His story sparked a national outcry and triggered a debate by MPs in the Houses of Parliament. Considering sickle cell is the fastest growing genetic condition in the UK, I believe everyone should know about it. I'm your host, Dr. Yemsi Bokini, and this is Sickle Cell Unboxed. Sickle Cell Unboxed is powered by the Genetic Society. In September 1904, Walter Clement Null, a 20-year-old from the Caribbean island of Grenada, travelled to America to become a dentist. Walter, who was from a family of wealthy landowners, had gained admission to the Chicago College of Dental Surgery, an unusual feat for a black man considering the state of race relations in the US at the time. Walter had long been troubled by a series of health challenges, but his family's wealth meant that he had access to the best care available. In late November of that year, while training in Chicago, Walter developed breathing difficulties and sought care at the clinic of an American cardiologist, Professor James B. Henrik. Henrik took up his case and assigned the investigation to his intern, where it was observed that the young dentistry student had unusually shaped red blood cells. Walter is often referred to as the first patient to be described with sickle cell. However, for decades, stories in African literature and folklore had taken on a variety of ideas and concepts to capture the essence of the condition. The explanations range from the practical, namely carefully documenting the cluster of symptoms commonly found among infants born with the condition to the metaphysical. In Nigeria, for example, the country with the highest proportion of individuals with the condition globally, infants born with sickle cell among the Igbo tribe are often referred to as the Obanges, meaning the one who comes and goes, and in Yoruba as Abiku, meaning the child who is predestined to die. Mortality rates from the condition were so high that infants born with sickle cell often didn't make it to their third birthday. They were seen as reincarnations, sent deliberately to plague a family with misfortune, present only for a fleeting moment in their communities, only to leave again. It wasn't until 1949, over four decades after Walter attended Professor Henrich's clinic, that academic research confirmed sickle cell as a genetic condition caused when an individual inherited two copies of a mutated gene, one from either parent. So how could sickle-shaped blood cells be responsible for so much pain and torment that individuals with the condition experience today? Damage caused by sickle cell can occur anywhere our blood circulation can reach. These cells aren't capable of holding as much oxygen as they should. They also tend to be very sticky and clumped together and block blood vessels, thereby starving vital organs of much-needed oxygen, which often results in excruciating pain and leads to both temporary and long-term organ damage. Only individuals with two copies of the sickle cell gene tend to display symptoms, often times referred to as SS or the less common variant SC. Individuals with one copy of the gene do not display symptoms and are often referred to as AS, Individuals who are not carriers or not affected make up the vast majority of the population and are often referred to as having AA genotype. There are no reliable figures for the total number of individuals living with sickle cell but the figures run into several million globally and the condition is particularly common among those with ancestors who come from the Middle East, Africa and India. Historically, The geographical spread is linked to areas with high rates of malaria, as having sickle cell trait, meaning being a carrier of one copy of the gene, otherwise known as AS, has been found to offer some protection against the most severe forms of malaria. So fast forward to the present. Where are we today? Since around 1998, hydroxyurea taken in tablet form has been a crucial component in the treatment of sickle cell. It's been proven to reduce the frequency of sickle cell crises and is the most affordable of any mainstream treatment available today in the past year newer forms of treatment have gained approval or are on the verge of gaining approval and i explore these in detail in the final episode of the series titled unboxing the future besides hydroxyurea one option for treatment includes occasional or regular blood transfusions when conducted regularly a process known as an exchange transfusion is preferred and occurs when much of an individual's sickle red blood cells are taken out and replaced with the blood of a donor. This journey has to be done every four weeks, and considering that individuals from the same ethnic background are likely to be a more suitable blood match, individuals with sickle cell often rely on blood donations from members of their community. When it comes to a cure, having a bone marrow transplant offers this possibility. The procedure has improved drastically over the past few years, but doesn't come without substantial risk, and the process is dependent on an individual having a sibling transplant donor. Coming up on the next episode, I'm joined by Sonia, Rochelle and Chukuma as we centre the lived experiences of those living with sickle cell from the context of both Nigeria and the UK. I'd love for us to continue the conversation. Join me on Rare Disease Day this February 28th, 2023 for an online discussion and Q&A with some of the amazing guests we've featured on the series. Details can be found in the description. Alternatively, visit our website at sicklecellunboxed.com to register to attend. I look forward to seeing you there. I'm your host, Dr. Yemisi Bokini, and this is Sickle Cell Unboxed. Sickle Cell Unboxed is powered by the Genetic Society.